Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. This week, we're featuring a talk that Jenny gave at the All New York City EM Conference back in October 2016 up at Harlem Hospital. The theme of that conference was Do This Now, and Jenny chose to discuss the use of TXA in trauma, something that has been widely embraced around the world, but is not as commonly done in the United States as we'd like. So I'm here today to talk to you about tranexamic acid, or TXA. And by talk to you about, I mean I am here to convince you that you should be giving TXA. Because as I was putting this together, I became a true believer, and I want you to be a true believer too. So I want to start by talking to you about trauma. So if you're listening to this, I'm guessing you're probably an emergency medicine resident, or maybe you're a student thinking about going into emergency medicine. But either way, you are or you're on the way to becoming a master of trauma. You do this great. You do the ABCs, you cut off the clothes, you put in big lines, you roll the patient, you do the fast, you do all that stuff fantastically. If the patient's pouring out blood or they're unstable enough that you suspect some internal bleeding, you start your transfusions. But Pretty quickly, the patient is kind of whisked off to the CAT scanner or they're admitted to trauma surgery and you feel really good about yourself. You pat yourself on the back, you had a great dispo, and you go back to the chaos in the ER. We do this all the time in emergency medicine. We do it so often it becomes routine. It becomes basic. I don't know about all of you or how much time you had as students or as residents to spend in the trauma operating room. But before I became an emergency resident, I went to medical school out in Minnesota, and there I spent six rather amazing weeks on the trauma surgery service, taking Q4 24-hour call. Now, people in Minnesota still drive a little bit faster than they do here in Manhattan, where I work now. So most of those call shifts involved more than one trip to the operating room for various levels of MVC injury. And one of those trips, one of those cases, is a case I'm never going to forget. Now, the patient was driving into downtown Minneapolis when her vehicle was struck head-on at freeway speeds by a drunk driver who crossed the median. She was unstable in the trauma bay, and we gave her all of the massive transfusion, and we did everything we could to stabilize her, but we ended up literally running with her to the operating room for an X-slap. As soon as the surgeons got her open, I could see that her liver and her spleen had been shattered into more pieces than I could possibly count, and there was blood like I had never seen before. Now, I was the medical student, so... I was tasked with using the, the suction catheters to collect that blood, but my catheters just really couldn't even keep up. And so ultimately, I ended up just scooping blood out of this belly with this little bucket thing that I was given by the scrub tech. Now, the surgeons were amazing. They stitched and they packed and they stitched and they packed and they did everything they could to get her bleeding under control. And then they put this temporary dressing over her belly and... We took her to the ICU and we waited to see how she did. Bleeding like that did not feel routine. It did not feel basic. It was terrifying. But I am here to tell you that there is something that you can do down in the emergency department, something very, very basic that could make that patient better. Now, 
I'm of the opinion, obviously, that TXA or tranexamic acid is a pretty basic drug and it should be part of our basic trauma repertoire. So as I was thinking about putting this together, I thought, what are those basics? What are what are basics? And I was reminded of those question words that we learned back in elementary school, the who, what, where, why, when, and how. And I thought I could use those basic words to kind of frame our thinking of TXA and help convince you that you should be giving it. So we can start with what. TXA is an antifibrinolytic agent. It's a synthetic analog of the amino acid lysine, and it serves as an antifibrinolytic by reversibly binding lysine receptor sites on plasminogen or plasmin, and then this prevents plasmin from binding to and degrading fibrin, and that preserves the framework of the fibrin's matrix structure and allows the blood to clot. It was discovered back in 1962, and it's been on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines since 2011. It's been used for a long time over-the-counter in Britain and Japan to treat heavy menstrual periods, and it is cheap, cheap, cheap. Nevertheless, it's really not been rapidly adopted in emergency rooms across the United States, and I think it should be. So where? The big data in favor of TXA and trauma comes from the CRASH-2 trial. This is a study I'm going to talk about here for the next couple of minutes, but I'm going to give you some other data too, so don't worry. I'm going to really convince you. So the next question to talk about is why. Hemorrhage is a leading cause of death among patients with major trauma. This happens in a few ways. Obviously, there's the direct injury to tissues and organs that leads to bleeding, like what I saw in my patient. But additionally, we know that trauma patients suffer from clotting disorders through mechanisms we don't completely understand and that I don't really have to go into here, but we know they exist. And so we know if we can make those things better, we might make our patients better. CRASH-2 looked at over 20,000 trauma patients with or at risk of significant hemorrhage based on their hemodynamic instability. It took place at 274 hospitals in 40 countries, and patients were randomized in a double-blinded fashion to receive either TXA or a placebo within eight hours of presentation. At four weeks of follow-up, TXA was associated with improved all-cause mortality. That's great. The TXA group had a mortality rate of 14.5% compared to 16% in the placebo group, so that's a 1.5% absolute reduction in all-cause mortality. That's great. Mortality benefits are great. But you say, if I'm going to be giving my patient a medication that will stabilize the fibrin matrix and it's going to make them clot, won't I make them so pro-coagulable that they're just going to die from a massive pulmonary embolism? Well, that's a good question. In the CRASH-2 trial, there was no significant difference in the rate of vascular occlusive events such as MI, stroke, DVT, or PE, with 1.7% of patients receiving TXA suffering a vascular occlusive event compared to 2% of patients receiving the placebo. So ultimately, there was no increased rate of scary bad clots. That is also good. Now when? When should we be giving TXA? A separately published but pre-specified subgroup analysis of the CRASH-2 data demonstrated that early administration of TXA, meaning within one hour of injury, was associated with a greater reduction in death due to bleeding. So giving it early is giving it better. Now who? Who is really pretty easy. You're going to give TXA to any patient you think may be bleeding. The MATTERS trial looked at the effects of TXA in a modern combat hospital and showed that the patients given TXA again had a lower mortality, 17.4% in the TXA group compared to 23.9% in the non-TXA group. But now what's even 
cooler is in the MATTERS trial, they went on to look at the really sick patients, those requiring massive transfusion, and here they saw an even better mortality benefit with a mortality rate of 14.4% in the TXA group compared to 28.1% in the non-TXA group. That's a whole lot of numbers that I just said, but what this translates to is a number needed to treat of just seven to prevent death or worsening coagulopathy. Now, that is crazy, so let me say that again. The number needed to treat is just seven. You have to give an inexpensive drug to only seven patients who require massive transfusion to prevent death or worsening coagulopathy. Now, if I still haven't convinced you, let's look at another study. In this article from BMC Emergency Medicine, they looked at the data from the CRASH-2 trial as well as from the World Health Organization's mortality data. And they estimated that there are 400,000 in-hospital deaths from bleeding each year. Now, if all hospitalized bleeding patients were given TXA within an hour of injury, then up to 128,000 of these premature deaths could be avoided. Now, if you think, Jenny, there is no way we can get this into everyone within an hour, okay, fine. Let's consider that if you give it to all these patients within three hours of injury, then still up to 112,000 premature deaths could be prevented. Now, that's a lot of lives saved. Now, I keep telling you that it's cheap, but just how cheap is it? For this, you can look at a cost analysis from the Journal of the Public Library of Science. And here they looked at health outcomes measured in life years gained and considered two different costs, the cost of giving TXA and the cost of additional days in the hospital. And then they used this to measure cost effectiveness in terms of dollars per life year gained. The group that performed this analysis was interested in the cost effectiveness in low, middle, and high-income countries, so they compared costs and lives saved in Tanzania, India, and the UK, and it's a really neat article, so I, I recommend you take a look at it. But for the sake of time, let's assume that the US where I work is most like the UK and look at those costs. When looking at it in terms of life years saved, TXA costs only $64 per life year saved. Now, I don't know about you, but I find it easier to spend more than that on dinner out in New York City. And even the best possible New York City dinner is definitely worth a heck of a lot less than a life year saved. And lastly, let's talk about how. This one is really easy too. You're going to be giving a one gram bolus followed by a one gram infusion over the next eight hours. That's easy and it's important, so I'm going to say it again. A one gram bolus followed by a one gram infusion over the next eight hours. So what do I want you to remember about TXA? It's pretty simple. First, giving TXA provides a mortality benefit to the bleeding trauma patient. Remember, when given to patients requiring massive transfusion, the number needed to treat is only seven to prevent death or worsening coagulopathy. That's a really fantastic NNT. Second, give the TXA early. When given in the first hour, it's associated with greater reductions in death. So as soon as you're worried about the bleeding patient, and especially if you are activating the massive transfusion protocol, give the TXA. And then, of course, I want you to remember how. In the chaos of the trauma bay, I think you're going to be more likely to give this if you can remember how off the top of your head. So it's simple. Give a one gram bolus followed by a one gram infusion over the next eight hours. Give TXA. Give it now. Well, that's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday and a journal update up this Thursday. 
Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google Plus and on Twitter where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks and see you all next week.